church for uh, giving me an opportunity to come this morning and to share God's Word with you. Uh, I am excited to be here this morning. Uh, Darren gave me a lot of time notice. So usually, like, if you get, like, uh, you know, like a week, week's notice, uh, everything's good and you can prepare. Uh, Darren gave me, like, a month notice. So uh, I have a lot to say this morning. And... Uh, Try, I, I, I didn't know if there was a clock up there, but I brought my own, so uh, I don't lay it there. If you catch me looking or glancing at my watch, I, it's not about, you know, I do that sometimes to Brother Ralph. I'll be like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you again for having me this morning. I surely appreciate it. And uh, you might wonder, uh, what in the world um, would a fill-in guy say on Labor Day weekend? What in the world would a fill-in guy say on Labor Day weekend? Well, I studied about it, and I thought about maybe bringing some type of work-related message, uh, even though, in case you're wondering, I don't believe in work salvation. So it's not about works. Um, But what would a guy say about being your fill-in person on Labor Day weekend? And... I guess people in the audience would say, well, I'm hoping he won't say anything that really pertains to me. So let's just come to church, check that box off, and go home. You know, I've done that many times myself. But if you're old enough sitting in here this morning, if you're old enough sitting in here this morning, this message is for you. Because it's for me. It's about everyday life. It's about how we live. It's about how we conduct ourselves. It's about... Uh, what King Solomon says, we're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11 this morning. It's about King Solomon. Uh, King Solomon was a biblical uh, king, most famous for his wisdom. So here's the question before we actually get to um, into the message today. If you could ask God for one thing this morning, if you could ask him for one thing, what would you ask him for? you could ask him for one thing, you keep that in mind. I'd like for you to turn uh, to Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 this morning. I've always been a fan of Ecclesiastes. Uh, The reason being is King Solomon uh, asked God for wisdom. And and in just a minute, I won't have you turn there, but in just a minute, uh, I'll talk about that just a little bit. But Um, King Solomon ruled for 40 years, and King Solomon asked God for wisdom and a discernment. So if you're able and you can, please stand in the honor and the reading of God's Word in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 this morning. We're going to read all 10 verses. God's Word says that in verse 1 it says, Cast your bread on the surface of the waters, for you will find it after many days. Verse 2, divide your portion to seven or even to eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. If clouds are full, they pour out rain upon the earth. And whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, whether the tree falls, there it lies. Verse 4, he who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind, or how bones are formed in the woman of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the activity of God who makes all things. Verse 6. 
Sow your seed in the morning, and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed, or whether both of them are alike will be good. The light is pleasant, and it is good for the eyes to see the sun. Indeed, if a man should live many years, let him rejoice in them all, and let him remember the days of darkness, for there will be many. Everything that is to come will be futility. Rejoice, young man, during your childhood, and not let your heart be pleasant during the days of young manhood. And follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your, of your eyes. Yet know that God will bring you into judgment for all these things. And then verse 10, So remove grief and anger from your heart and put away pain from your body because childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for a wonderful opportunity to be in your house this morning. Father, I pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will work through the Word. Father, we thank you for your Word. I thank you, Father, that, uh, that you are the Word. So I pray today, Lord, that you work in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, help us to respond to your Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, would you encourage us this morning in your Word and challenges. Thank you so much, Lord, for all you do for us. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. The title of the message this morning is, Are You Stuck in a Rut? Are you stuck in a rut? Do you ever just feel like you just can't get out? Uh, Maybe you're stuck in a rut this morning. Uh, Maybe you're stuck in a rut in your job. For those people of us who are retired, you don't have to be stuck in a rut anymore. Uh, Maybe you're stuck in a rut in your job, and you just there's nowhere else to go, and you've been doing the same thing for 40 years, and you're like, I don't know if I can do it again for another 10. Uh, Maybe you're stuck in a rut in your marriage this morning. People get stuck in a rut in their marriage. Maybe you're stuck in a rut with your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's where I want to go this morning. Or maybe, maybe you're stuck in a rut here in your church. Wherever the shoe fits, we have to wear it. I'm that kind of fellow. Wherever the shoe fits, I need to wear it. So this morning, you may feel stuck in a rut, and you may be feeling complacent in your life. We all do that. Aren't we creatures of habit? Oh, my goodness. I am so much a creature of habit sometimes. Uh, Darren talks about me having a lot of uh, uh, exercise activity. Uh, I, I do do that. I'm a creature of habit in that. But we do the same things day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out. So, with that said, some of you drink out of the same coffee cup every morning. You can't help it. You just get it and you drink out of it. Some of you take the same route to work every single day. Not saying that's all bad and you, got, you need to get to work, but you take the same route. You park in the same spot every single day. I've been guilty of that a lot in my life. You even come up here and park in the same parking spot. Uh, you sit in the, uh, I wrote down, you sit at the same place at the dinner table every single night. Maybe you could switch around and sit at the other place. There might be a different view. Um, some of us do the same thing every single day. But you know what? You could just, I could go on and on and on about that. But today, this morning, sometimes we need a wake-up call. Sometimes we need a wake-up call. And we get complacent in our daily lives. In the same way, 
We expect, I expect my children to grow up and become young men and young women uh, in adulthood. Our Savior expects us to grow up and become mature in Him. So God monitors us. He monitors our development, and He doesn't want us to live the status quo life. So lots of people have asked me, since Darren mentioned it, lots of people ask me, how in the world, especially in my family, how in the world you have that much energy? How many steps are you going to take a day or whatever you're doing? Um, how do you stay so passionate about this life? How do you stay, in, I guess, terms fired up all the time with something to do? Seems like you've got a lot of energy and a lot of passion, and I do about a lot of things. How's that happen? I don't take some kind of medical pill or uh, I don't take some kind of motion potion that you drink to do that. If I don't say anything all day, I want you to listen to this part. Men and women, boys and girls, I have decided a long time ago that I was going to burn out versus rust out. So I might tell you that again. I have decided that I'm going to burn out before I rust out. You know what rust is? I don't want anything rusty around me. There's a lot of people out there that we are around every single day. They make decisions. I want to challenge you this morning and encourage you at the same time that don't put a do not disturb sign up on your door at home or your church or wherever you're at and say, well, this is the way I'm going to live. This is the hand that I've been dealt. You know, you go through life sometimes and you're... You're, you're just bored. Some people are just bored through life. Um, they bore everybody around them. They're boring. They're breathing air, consuming goods. But what they're really doing is loving me, mine, and mine. That's what people do. Many people get complacent and stuck in a rut. There is a, a highway up in Alaska that goes from uh, British Columbia all the way down to Alaska, and it's called the Alcan Highway. And it's about 1,380 miles, I believe. And there's a sign up in Alaska that says this. I've been to Alaska. I've never seen this sign, but I read about it. There's a sign that says, Choose your rut carefully. You're going to be in it for the next 200 miles. <laughs> and trust me, a lot of us get in a rut for 200 miles, and we stay stuck in the rut. Now, I've been in a rut too. I'm not, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir this morning. And that's why I do this. It's because of the things that come up in my life. Are you in a rut? Has the fire gone out of your life, as my grandpa would say? Has the fire gone out of your crawl, just a little bit out of your belly? When was the last time that you tried something new? And I don't mean something ungodly. I'm talking about here in the church. When's the last time that you tried something new in your Christian walk? When's the last time you stood up and said, I'd like to volunteer, put my name down so I can serve Christ, so I can serve this church, so I can serve my community. When's the last time you've done that? I want to encourage you to do that. Well, you know, I've never done it like that before. Here's the famous last words in Southern Baptist churches where I grew up. Well, we've never done it like that before. I've said that. Wow, that won't work. We've tried that before. 
Well, sometimes we just got to keep trying new things. I'm not saying to try to change the gospel. I'm saying try new approaches. When was the last time you ventured out on that? I've never done it like that before. Well, maybe you've lost the fire in your life just a little bit. You know, fire in the Bible is a metaphor God uses to burn up the trash that comes in our life. God gives us life, and He gives us direction, and He gives us purpose. And in the book of Ecclesiastes, in just a minute, we're going to find that out as we walk through that a little bit. Have you lost your way, though? Do you feel confused at times? This is the way I felt before at times. Man, I feel like a slave sometimes in the rut. There's no hope for me I can't change. King Solomon has a different approach about that, as we read just a few minutes ago. King Solomon's going to show us that we need a wake-up call. Do you get up in the morning with a purpose in your life? Or do you get up and you want to hit the snooze button all the time? You're like, I just don't think I can make it today. Or do you get up and say, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let not us, let me, let me rejoice and be glad in it. Do you say that when you get up in the morning? We ought to jump up out of that bed if we possibly can. If, we got a, if our knees aren't bad, we ought to jump up and say, today's the day God's made for me. Let me rejoice and be glad in it. I've got something to do for God today. You know, life is good. Life is really good for some of you uh, people that may have been in different places in your life. Some, maybe some of you younger people have not We live in the best country in the world. We live in a place where we're free to worship. We live in a place where we've got plenty to eat. Life is good. God created. He created me to enjoy this life. He didn't create this. Solomon says he didn't create it for me to be all fed up with life all the time. You get caught up in the same old, same old. And I've done that. I've done that. Old humdrum stuff sometimes that people come up with. Oh, well, I'm getting, here's a good one, I'm getting older now. I just don't keep up with stuff like I used to. Well, I don't. I don't, I hardly ever watch the news. But let me tell you something. I stay clear of people that have that humdrum mentality. I don't like that. I don't like to be around that. Because they've lost. They've lost the light. I didn't say they lost Jesus. They've lost their purpose. You know, there are different stages in life. You have, uh, there's really like six, and I wrote down seven. I'll tell you the seventh one. You have like, uh, when you're a baby, infancy. Then you have childhood. My goodness, childhood's wonderful for me. Uh, Then we have teenage years. I made a lot of bad decisions when I was a teenager, but it was really good. Good teenage years. And then we're young, middle-aged people. Then you get people like me, middle-aged people. Then you get older people. I didn't say old age. I just said older people. Then you get to that, you sure look good all the time. Maybe I'm getting there. I sure, sure look good. Whatever stage you're in this morning, you're in one of those stages. You're in one of them. You need some fire in your life, brothers and sisters. You need some passion in your life about Jesus. Look what verse 1 says in Ecclesiastes. It says, cast your bread on the surface of the waters, for you will find it after many days. What in the world does that mean? Cast your life. 
cast your life. Cast your life on the surface of the water. It doesn't mean for us to go to the lake and jump in the lake and cast ourselves. It means to cast ourselves into people. It means to cast ourselves into this community. You know, if you take a piece of bread and you put it in a container, what does it do? It's moldy, doesn't it? If you, can, if you put it in a refrigerator, you can stick mold, you can stick, not mold, you can put bread in the refrigerator and what's it do? It dries out. Maybe that's where you're at today. You've been stuck in the refrigerator a long time and you're just kind of dried out. God, did, God didn't want you to be like that. He wants you to keep fire in your life. He wants you to cast your life, cast your bread on the water. And then it says after many days, it'll come back to you. Boy, aren't we an impatient bunch of people. If I cast my bread on the water today, I'd like to see return tomorrow. That's not what the Scriptures say. It may be after you're dead and gone that your, your jelly comes, your butter comes back on a, on a biscuit. Okay? So he's, he's talking about uh, being generous. Uh, cast your bread upon the water. When's the last time you were generous with people? My goodness, we need to be generous. You know, some people say this. I get caught up in this sometimes. Well, make all you can. Darren gives me a hard time because I work a lot. Make all you can. But this is what people say. Make all you can, can all you get, and then sit on the can. That's not, that's not, that's not biblical. That's not biblical at all. In other words, share. Share. Share with people. Be generous. Solomon says, cast your bread on, on the water. Invest your life, church, in, the, in people. Invest your life in people. Invest your life in sinners. Invest your life in the good things. It's another way maybe of expressing the golden rule. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. What does that mean? Sometimes I have trouble with this at times. It means this. What you need, what you need, and what I need, we need to be giving it. That means, is there anybody in here down today, you, you need encouragement just a little bit? We all go through that, don't we? Well, why don't you give it? Why don't you give it? That's what you need, you give. What about somebody that says, well, I, just, I need to be grateful today. I need to be grateful I need to show somebody gratefulness. You be grateful. You show gratefulness. Well, I need, I need forgiveness today. You forgive today. Cast your bread upon the water. Look at verse 2. Divide your portion to seven or even eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on this earth. Wow. Diversity. Uh, I went through all kind of diversity trainings when I was working. This is what diversity means for me. Grandma would say, go to the chicken house and get those eggs and bring them back, but don't get them all. Because what happens when you get them all is you'll fall and you'll break them. It means to diversify. That means uh, for all you portfolio people out there in the stock market, don't put all your eggs in one basket in that. It'll go bad sometimes, won't it? Grandma would say, don't, don't bring them all. You bring me a few, then you can go back and get some more. 
Don't let one rejection or one broken heart destroy your life. I knew a young lady who said, well, I met my soulmate. I don't really believe in soulmates, but I met my soulmate. I had him, and then he was all of a sudden gone. Don't let one rejection. There are other men. I told her there's other men out there, good godly men, would love to marry you. I used to talk to high school students about this all the time. They'd say, well, I'm just not sure if I don't get into that college, I just probably won't go to school. What? There's all kinds of colleges that will accept you. You don't have to go to that one college. Diversify. God, God will open opportunities for you. Sometimes we feel stuck in a rut, but we need to trust in the providence of God this morning. We need to trust Him. We need to trust His plan. He wants to accomplish His purpose in you. You know, God's running the world no matter what we think. Sometimes we think, uh, I try to run it out there at Houston Point sometime, right there in my little world, but I resign. As soon as I do it for a day, I resign that night. We can't do it, can we? We just can't do it. Remember the Titanic was built, the best, most beautiful ship in the world. Remember that? They put all their eggs in one basket. They said it couldn't be sunk. But just for sake of time this morning, uh, I won't read you the whole story, but... They thought they were invincible. Pride got them. And that's what gets us sometimes is pride. What's Solomon trying to say to us? Cast your bread on the water. Watch what happens. Invest your life in people. That's what makes a difference. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Then look at verse 3. It says this, If clouds are full, they pour out rain upon the earth. And whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north... Wherever the tree falls, there it lies. He who watches the wind will not sow, and he who looks at the clouds will not reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind or how bones are formed in the woman of a pregnant woman. Solomon is saying here, if you need some fire back in your life, you need to understand that we're we're not in control. I don't know how those bones are formed. I don't need to know that. I need to trust and the God of this universe, and that he has some practical truths for me in this Bible, and I need to obey those. Then if you go into verse 6, it talks about sowing and reaping and this for the sake of time and that. You know, it's about whatever we sow to, we'll reap to. You could, that is biblical, men and women. What we sow to, we reap to. We're sowing, if we're sowing good things to Reaching people, we're going, to reap, we're going to reap that. We're going to sow and harvest. If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you sow a lot, doesn't necessarily mean we might get a lot, but God will reap the harvest in that. And in verse 6, it talks about uh, doing things that we ought to be doing right now. Don't put off... Don't put off today. Don't put it off today. Sometimes we want to procrastinate and put things off till tomorrow. We don't need to be doing that. We need to to do it now. Don't procrastinate on it. This is not in the Bible, but I wrote it down. You can check me out on it. It's Proverbs 32, 1. 
There's no such thing as Proverbs 32, 1, but it is. I remind myself of this sometimes. The road of life is filled with flattened squirrels that can't make a decision. It's the truth. People procrastinate about everything. They're here, they're here, they're here, they're here. They never, they won't make a decision and move on. I read a story about an old farmer down in South Georgia. He had a big farm. A man pulled up to him. And he asked for directions, and he said the old farmer told him the directions, and he got ready to move on, and he looked at the farmer, and he said, how's your corn crop this year? And the old farmer said, I didn't plant any corn this year. Oh, really? How come? I, they said there wasn't going to be much rain this year, so I just didn't, didn't plant much. Well, what about your, what about your potato crop? I, they said there was going to be a lot of beetles this year, so I just didn't do that either. Well, what? What, what about other, your other crops? The cotton crop that you are is famous down here. Ah, we didn't grow that either. Said so there's going to be a lot of cotton bow weevils this year. Don't we play it safe? The fella didn't even try. There's no perfect time for anything, people. There's no perfect time. If we're trying to decide on, I can't decide today if I want to come to Jesus. There's never a better opportunity than today. Today's the day of salvation. Why would you wait for tomorrow? We're not promised anything. Well, I can't decide if I want to put my feet right down here at Bible Baptist Church. I I just can't decide that. What better day than today? They need you. You're, You're looking for a new pastor. They need you. Well, I'll just wait and get myself straightened out, my moral compass straightened out. That'll never happen. It doesn't for me. I'm going to decide about God someday. No, you really won't. Today is the day you need to decide. Then it comes to verse 7. God does something really good here in His Word. It says, The light is pleasant and good for eyes to see the sun. Indeed, if a man should live many years, let him rejoice in them all and let him remember the dark. Let him remember the days of darkness, for there will be many. Everything that is to come will be futility. Cast your bread upon the water. You know, let's let, we ought to be, we're Christians. For those of us in here who know Jesus, we're Christians. We ought to be the happiest people in the world. And Christians ought to be living the most perfect life that we could live to show others to come to Christ. You know, if you cast your life on the water, It will return many days later. What will it return as? We need to diversify our life. We don't need to put off things that we need to do today. We need to remember that God has been good to us. We need to to look back on our experiences in this life. You know, we we have experiences, the good, bad, and the ugly. I've been in them this year. I'm not, nobody's perfect. Their families aren't perfect. But we're to remember as God prepares for us an eternity that we ought to be sharing Christ with everyone. Sometimes we wonder this, why we're not healthy, why we aren't healthy. And I'm not talking about physical healthiness. I'm talking about the things we put in our mind. I'm talking about the things we let our eyes see. I'm talking about the things we put in our mouth. That's the reason why God 
put the Holy Spirit in our lives when we accept Christ. He burns those things up. He burns those things up for us. That's trash in our life, and we need to rejoice in that. That, you know, none of us are perfect people. We make mistakes every single day, say things we shouldn't say, do things we shouldn't do. We commit sin. If we're living and breathing, we're going to sin. But I want to encourage you this morning to cast your bread on the water. Cast your bread on this life. We need to live life to the fullest. Are you stuck in a rut? Do you want passion back in your life? I'm going to give you a five-step process to put passion back in your life. As we draw to a close, this is the five steps you need to do. You need to live obediently, live obediently, live obediently, live obediently, and live obediently to what God's Word says. That will put fire in your life. I guarantee you. Now this morning, some of you in this building this morning have come in doing the same things year after year, day after day, month after month, whatever it is, and you've put things off to accept Jesus. Come today. I can't do that for you. Nobody can do that for you. Some of you in here may have been coming to this church for a long time, and you need to come and put your feet down. Some of you may just need to rededicate your life. You don't have to do that up front. But I want us this morning as we pray and as we get ready for an invitation to stand and we'll have a word of prayer. And as we do that, I just pray you'll let God, you'll let God speak to your life. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Lord, what an opportunity it is to study your word. Lord, what an opportunity it is to, to know the God of the universe that, Lord, that we might share it with other people. Lord, what a travesty is to know astrology and not know the God who created that for us. Lord, what a a travesty it is to, to be so smart that we wouldn't know that God created the bones in the pregnant woman in the womb. Father, help us to realize you're in control of all things. I pray, God, today that men and women in this church would cast their bread upon the water. They would cast their life into the good things that you have for us. I pray for men and women this morning that might not know you. Lord, they may have been coming here a long time, but, Lord, they know deep down in their heart that they don't have a personal relationship with you. I pray today this is the most important thing, Lord. This is what will stand for eternity, that they would have a relationship with you. So I pray this morning, uh, Lord, that you would work in our hearts. Lord, we have made decisions this morning. So, Lord, if someone needs to make that publicly, I pray they do. Thank you again for this opportunity to come to Bible Baptist Church, and thank you for their church today. In Jesus' name that we do pray, amen. If you need to make a decision today, I'll be standing.